Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to this week's Said to A podcast with me, Jules, and Mark from the Multi-Award Winning Future Toolbox. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Brilliant. And this is where, each week, we will pick a letter from the alphabet and choose a topic and discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and life. Mark, could you tell us what the letter is this week? No. Oh. Actually, that is a letter. Well, it's L for learning to say no. I wasn't oh, oh. refusing. <laughs> well, how rude. How rude. It does actually sound rude, doesn't it? But the letter we've chosen this week is L for learning to say no. And it's staying within the Christmas theme. And it's how to say no to things over Christmas, which is actually quite a bizarre topic, really, isn't it? It is. I'm, listeners might be sitting there thinking, why would I want to say no at Christmas? Yeah, Christmas is a absolutely brilliantly magical whirlwind time, but sometimes it can feel more like a snowstorm with all the things that you've got to get done for Christmas, like all the gatherings, the Christmas present buying, the cooking, the to-do lists. And yeah, learning how to say no is essential to make it through the Christmas with your sanity intact. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely need my sanity intact. Just you reading that list off, I feel like I need to lay down. (laughs) There is so much stuff going on at Christmas. Yeah, we talked last week about support around Christmas and reaching out to other people and also looking after yourself and (laughs) giving yourself a mental health reality check. I think sometimes this stress can be caused by the pressure that's put on us to have the most amazing Christmas ever. I remember watching Christmas films and there's always that line where kids go, this is the best Christmas ever. (laughs) And it probably is when you're in that moment. But then there's a pressure to make next year's even better, next year's even better. And it gets to the point where you've got to have one that isn't probably quite as good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess it's about striking a balance, isn't it, between enjoying the holiday festive period, but maybe not stretching yourself too thin. Because there's so many pressures, like you were just saying. So... We've come up with a few ideas of where you could say no. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a list of 10 things, actually, because 10's a nice round number, isn't it? No. No, no, it's not. <laughs> they always no. no. Why does everybody do that? Why does everybody go for 10? Why did we do 11? <laughs> Maybe we'll think of one more and add it on. But before we start our list, I'm going to say no, let's not do our list just yet. Let's do that in a minute. I wanted to sort of touch on that little word, N-O. It's two letters, isn't it? And when I first introduced at the start, you thought I was bluntly refusing to say what the letter was this week. That was totally unplanned as well and unrehearsed. But sometimes we feel really rude saying no to somebody because it is a negative word and it can be associated with being blunt or maybe being a bit standoffish. But there are times in our lives recently over the last few years where we've had to say no to quite a few things ourselves because we've worked on the mantra of how to live life on our terms. And that means that we have had to reduce stress from our lives. We've had to reduce busyness and we've had to reduce anxiety because these are things that I've suffered with massively, you know, with the after effects of brain injury and so on. So by actually being able to say no and cut down and turn things away has really, really helped us to get into a good position. So I guess it's finding a way of being honest with somebody 
how do we say no to somebody? Well, say if you've got an invitation to go somewhere and you just can't do it for whatever reason, just say, thank you so much for that invite. I'm really sorry, but we can't make it. And I think the key is to avoid over-explaining because that can then lead to unnecessary justifications and it can make them think that you're lying or making it up. So keep it sweet and truthful. Yeah, I was going to say that. Sometimes we make excuses that sometimes don't sound believable. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to make you say yes now. Should we go to this list? Yes, Yes, let's go to the list. (laughs) First on our list, I'm going to start with Christmas cards. But let's start with those little bits of paper that you send to people to say, wow, you're amazing, have a great Christmas. It's a piece of paper folded in half. I know, yeah. I think many, many years ago, before transport was easy to be able to get up and down the country or around the world, sending a Christmas card was lovely, a really nice sentiment that you sent to somebody because you're not going to see them. But I don't think you need to send a Christmas card to every single person that you know, even to the person that you see every single day in the office or at work or something. <laughs> I think that's where it's all gone a bit silly. So you don't have to do that. You can say, no, I'm not sending those Christmas cards this year. Yeah, and we also have some good friends who message us each year and send an email round to everybody and just say, look, we're going to donate some money to charity instead they're almost not making an excuse saying look I can't be bothered to send Christmas cards this year or I don't want to spend money on them they're actually offering a nice alternative and I guess the digital age as well as has cut down the fact that we need to send Christmas cards we can send Christmas texts we can send Christmas videos videos yeah you could even send online cards you can actually do that a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) but you know if you've got somebody across the ocean somewhere you can send them an online card and some of them are lovely and that, they are really nice to receive to be honest was that a little hint to send us christmas cards in lanzarote you can send them to people <laughs> no, that live across the ocean <laughs> <laughs> the next one we have is baking loads of mince pies it doesn't have to be mince pies but it could be overly baking food for people now my nan is absolutely famous for her mince pies And years ago, she used to get loads and loads of orders. So she'd spend days in the kitchen baking mince pies for us all. And I actually think that she really loved it. But what if that became a little bit too much for her? Which it has. Yeah, she might have to turn around to one person and say, no, I'm not baking them. But you can't say it to one person. You've got to then say it to everybody because somebody will feel left out. So how would you deal with that? Perhaps it's a case of instead of going out and feeling you have to bake loads of things or make loads of things for people without the risk of spending too much money there is always the option that you could buy loads of mince pies instead of making them yeah there is a difference you can tell the difference between homemade and bought ones but i'll be honest with you a lot of the bought ones are really really nice and particularly for your nan it's a challenge now for her to be able to do that it's easy for her to say do you know i'm not doing it this year she said that a few years ago and she's not done it since and we're still here nobody's <laughs> nothing's happened to us because we haven't had a mince pie <laughs> no that is very true isn't it so maybe it could be whether somebody's doing that for you or whether you're doing it for yourself just cutting down and thinking how can i make this more convenient instead of having to make that i could buy that sometimes the homemade as you say is the nice touch but let's face it sometimes it's about taking the pressure away yeah it's the same with decorations and lights and some people go absolutely crazy don't they and their house is like 
as your nan would have said, Blackpool illuminations. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I absolutely adore Christmas trees with all the lights on and lights around the house. They look amazing and it really brings out that festive feeling. But sometimes there is that overkill. And we used to go out with the kids in the car when they were younger and just go round looking at these houses that had gone absolutely over the top. It was a great way to waste an evening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure those people wasted a lot of electricity as well, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. That was number three, excessive decorations and lights. Let's go minimal. Let's just put one small tree up. Oh, we need more than one small tree. (laughs) One small tree, two small trees, and you're getting excessive. The next one we picked up on is saying no to diets in December. Now, I'm not advocating everybody goes out and puts loads and loads of weight on over the Christmas festive period. But there could be a time that if you're healthy eating or whatever, or if you are trying to lose weight, maybe there is a time to have a little bit of a treat and say, do you know what? I'm going to eat the cake today. I'm going to have a slice of that Christmas cake or a glass of sherry or whatever it is and treat yourself. Have that mince pie. Have that mince pie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the one that you've bought from the shop to <laughs> save yourself. Bacon. Here you go. Do you have the ones with the icing on top or not? Oh, yeah. The little sprinkling oh. of icing. No, 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 no. no. Thick icing oh, on the top. Oh, proper thick. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm yes. in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying oh, no I'm going to, to that. The sh- got, when we finish doing this, I'm going to the shop. <laughs> We need to go and buy some spice right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, diets in December. I mean, it's the same all year round, really. Is is that sensibility, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, about the balance, and that brings us on to number five, which is actually the opposite: is not going too overboard. So saying no to the extra portions for the sake of it. Now I remember some of our Christmas days where we would go out and we would buy so much food; it was unbelievable. And then on Christmas Day, you've got loads and loads of food left. And on Boxing Day, we'd be pulling up a chair to the fridge, (laughs) eating the food straight from the fridge because there was so much of it. And it would last probably until the new year. So basically, it's just about being mindful of overindulging too much and then getting to January and thinking, right, I need to go on the diet now. The next one that we decided to have a look at is, do you do the same things every year because it's a tradition and you've always done it? Yeah, how do you break that mould of always going round to your grandma's for Christmas Day or so-and-so's for Boxing Day when you actually want to go and do something else instead? Yeah, breaking the status quo is quite a difficult one because a lot of people get caught up in the fact of we have to do that because we've always done it or we have to do that because everybody else is expecting us to do it. Now, I remember a few years ago, we broke the mould of the Christmas Day dinner because everybody used to come to ours for the day and we'd have the turkey and trimmings and all that. And we announced to everybody, we're going to go for a Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet. And that was sort of received with, oh, that's different. I don't want to do that. I want my turkey. But we did it and it was absolutely amazing. One of the best things about it was we didn't have to get up in the morning and start preparing loads of food and cooking loads of stuff. We just got up opened some presents, done all the traditional things, and then went for a a nice meal and came home and we all ate too much. We'd all eaten too much, (laughs) as as you do. Is that a tradition on Christmas Day? (laughs) To eat too much. But also, I like to break the tradition and do different things. And one year, we did a murder mystery event through the day. And we got everybody to dress up. And we had to work through this whole script towards the end of the day, whilst we're eating and enjoying all the things that you would normally do. 
But what a fun Christmas day that was. Yeah, that was really good. Taking it further afield, there was a few Christmases as well where we went actually away and spent Christmas Day in Venice once, which was absolutely amazing. And that was the first time we'd spent Christmas away from family as well, which was quite unusual. And then another one of the favourites was Christmas Day on the beach in Thailand. We've also done Sri Lanka and... This year's Christmas is going to be slightly different in Lanzarote. So, yeah, going back to the whole traditional things that you do on Christmas, one of the things is you think you have to buy presents for every single member of your family. And that then becomes difficult in terms of the excess spending. So how can you actually say no and create those boundaries of how much money you're going to spend? Yeah, I guess it's about setting a limit. So perhaps discussing beforehand and saying, okay, let's buy each other a gift and let's set a limit of £15, £20, or whatever that limit Mm. might be. I actually had a friend many years ago whose parents used to spend so much money at Christmas that they would actually take out a loan over 12 months. And by the time they finished paying off the loan, it came to the following Christmas when they would take out another loan. So their Christmas was being paid for for the whole of the year. And as much as the kids loved the presents, when they found out that their parents done that, they said to them, will you stop? Will you stop doing this? Because we didn't realise you were getting into debt every year for us to have one amazing day and have all these amazing presents. And we we absolutely love you, but we still love you if you don't spend as much money. We want you to have a bit of an easier year. I saw a post this week on, I think it was one of the social medias, saying, and I don't know whether this was the average that people are spending or whether it was just this particular family, was spending £450 on each child and person for Christmas presents. Now, to me, I just think, wow, lovely if you've got that kind of money, but what if you haven't? And then the expectation is every year you're going to do that. And that just puts too much of a burden on you, I think. And then if you're spending that sort of money all the time, surely you must run out of ideas and gifts and end up with everything they ever need. (laughs) That is true. One other one I'm going to touch on with that as well is when you go into the stores, there's always those buy three gifts for the price of two. Yeah. Now, you only want one gift, but you think, well, I might as well buy three because they're three for two. Yeah. So we've always got to be really careful of those clever little marketing schemes to hook you in to spend a little bit more money on buying pointless gifts. And talking of pointless gifts, I think it's good to be able to say to somebody, you know, like you always buy me socks for Christmas. Well, I've got hundreds of socks in my drawer. I really don't need any this year. Please, could you buy me xyz instead or a voucher or something so that you don't end up with something that's just gonna sit in the drawer (laughs) it's okay to have that conversation i believe it is tip number eight it's quite an exciting one and it's hard to say no to but sometimes it's just too many parties too many events too many fairs too many things to go to so how do you pick and choose and say no i'm not going to that and then of course at christmas they cost a lot of money as well don't they When you're getting lots of invitations, I think it's okay to say to people, do you know what, I can't go to that one, I've actually got something else, or it clashes with something that I'm already doing. And it's okay if it clashes with a day that you've chosen to say, we're going to have a sofa day, we're going to sit, just watch the TV and have a quiet day. That's absolutely fine, because that's looking after yourself. So it's okay to say no. But you could equally say, do you know, that would be lovely to come to that party. Unfortunately, we're unavailable. But I'll tell you what, can we arrange to meet up in the new year? So you're saying no, but putting something else in plan. So it's not a complete no-no. Yeah, that's good. Offering an alternative. Mm. Now, number nine actually ties in quite nicely with that last one. It's about saying no to I should. 
a lot of people say I should do that because I mm. feel like I should. I should do that because I've done that before. I feel like that because everybody else is doing it. And we've also mentioned a little bit before about the conformity, the feeling that you have to fit in and do what everybody else is doing. And it is about breaking the status quo on that one. I think probably the way forward is what you're just saying there, being honest with yourself, being honest mm-hmm. with that other person and just saying, do you know what? I don't actually want to do that this year. Let's offer an alternative or let's do what we want to do and be honest with yourself. Yeah, I mean, we've said about times when we've not been around for Christmas because that's what we've wanted to do and we're completely aware that family were a little bit well we normally do this on Christmas or you come to us or you have us and it's a little bit of that setting your own boundaries and you know you might have had a really tough year and having a few days to yourself is what you need and it's not about what you should be doing for other people it's what you should be doing for yourself and that is exactly what tip number 10 is doing what you want to do and how you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just being honest with yourself, being honest with those others around you and having Christmas on your own terms. Yeah. Now, we're not saying don't go and see those people in the family <laughs> or turn down absolutely everything, shut the doors and be Christmas Scrooge or whatever. But it's about managing your expectations at this time of year. I think every year it seems that Christmas and life expectations seem to get bigger. The media portrays these things that we need to have in our lives. But sometimes you need to think about what is it that you want and what's important to you. And we can't keep spreading ourselves too thin. How do you have Christmas on your own terms? It's by doing all the things that we've just been talking about, looking at what your boundaries are. For example, it could be if you are having people around for Christmas Day, how many? So you don't get overwhelmed by it. Or if you're going to travel to see people, how far are you going to travel? It's looking at what you can do reasonably without pushing yourself to the excesses that come the 1st of January, you're absolutely exhausted. It's not worth that, but it's worth doing the things that you want to do, being with the people that you want to be and enjoying it. So no is a very small word with a big meaning. But the next thing, we're not going to take no for an answer. Would you head over to our website, futuretoolbox.co.uk and view some of our amazing tools that you can use right now and into the new year? Yeah, you can't say no to that, can you? (laughs) We're also on social media. Go to our Facebook, Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. And find some really amazing tools on there. We're also on YouTube and LinkedIn because we are. We are everywhere. (laughs) So have a wonderful week and keep enjoying that build up to the festive period. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.